Welcome to this marketing edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have Giannis Rose, the co-founder of Mailogen. Thanks so much for joining the B2B Nation, Giannis. Hey, Josh. Good to be here again. Awesome. Well, I just want to hear, uh, what is your summary of 2015? We'll, we'll jump on in here, uh, chatting all about email marketing today. What would you say uh, has changed uh, over the past year or so in email marketing? I can tell you one thing, that email is not dead and that's not going anywhere, right? So a few years ago, we, we were hearing, you know, different stories, how email is going to lose its, uh, you know, the king's throne, but it's not dead. Um, what's interesting, I've been reading a lot more emails this year or in 2015 than before. Um, I think the companies that, like, you know, the companies that I'm following and reading the emails, they're really delivering amazing content. That's something that I've seen happening a lot in 2015. And on technology side, I don't think that that, that much has changed and there's not you know, too much of innovation happening in technology. Uh, mobile, mobile marketing or mobile email is, you know, has reached his kind of optimum. We're seeing up to 70% of opens in, in on mobile and ranging from products and industries. But um, there are a few different tweaks in, uh, to you know, creating the content or emails, how they're being delivered. Um, but overall, I think 2015 has been one of those years when people are just working, you know, their heads down and, and really delivering great content. So, so interesting. And I want to dive right into that. I think that's a perfect segue here. Uh, in delivering amazing content, what would you say is the most useful kind of data uh, for email marketers? How, what are the metrics that they should be using to uh, figure out? I mean, is it views? Is that sort of a vanity metric? Or, or what would you say is the most uh, useful kind of data for these email marketers today? It depends on experience of the email marketer itself. And that's something that we're seeing in our client base that um, the strategy they employ are really based on not the size of the company, but it's more of experience of the marketer. And the least mark, the least experience he is, the the least not knowledgeable he is about actually employing the data. But um, so w- what we're seeing is starting from you know just opens and working on subject lines, right? Uh, just trying to improve the opens for the content. But now, now going forward, we've been teaching and, and, and mentoring our customers on having clear call to action or having one message or having this kind of uh, simple structure of an email. So they've been working a lot harder on simplifying their message and getting the message across um, and then trying to uh, you know, pull them in further in the website and getting their product. And for that, definitely, you know, the, the clicks, uh, they're looking at the conversions and, and link map or click maps and trying to figure out where which areas of the email are getting the most um, attention and which are not. And um, uh, conversions are, are then what's uh, really important. But uh, it depends on like the, what I mentioned before. I'm reading good content. I'm not converting for them um, per se. You know, I really am enjoying what I'm reading, but all the emails that I'm receiving and they have maybe, you know, five articles up to 10, I would click every single email. So they have to look at the engagement on the particular email. So if you see um, a lot of clicks from one, one person that displays a pretty good uh, engagement, or you see very low open rates and uh, just one click from each of them, then it's not that, in, you know, enticing that 
email content should be improved. The, the engagement question is really, really interesting to me, and I'm curious, uh, Giannis, would you say that there is uh, such a thing as too much uh, data with regard to email marketing? Because I feel like, for me at least, uh, with something like maybe a subject line that I put a lot of time and effort into, uh, do you think you can at times get sort of too bogged down by the data and see, oh, well, you know, uh, this campaign didn't have enough open rates and, and uh, the engagement was really low? And it, it, I, I think for me it would be hard to sort of determine, you know, how how much of that can be attributed to the subject, how much can be attributed to, you know, the actual content itself. Um, do you think marketers can get too lost in the data or is there always a way to sort of, uh, you know, find the signal through the noise? Um, there's always a way to find the signal through the noise. And I think um, A-B testing is, or multivariate testing, A-B testing is a um, great tool for that. Um, I myself could get lost in data. And the worst that, what worst that happens is you start procrastinating and you, you, your decisions are kind of blurred. And um, the easiest way, you know, to move forward is say, you know, you know, I'm going to do at least two or three variations of the ideas that I have. Um, we, for instance, we have a subject line advisor tool that you can test your subject lines without actually sending them out. And, um, um, or you can just use the same basic A-B split testing tools and, and deliver, you know, two different subject lines or two different calls to action and don't procrastinate and really look at what's winning and just move forward. Because if you have too many variables and then you would not know which one is hitting the ground, um, you can definitely start procrastinating and that's just the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's so true of, of almost any industry where it's like if you put it off long enough, it'll just get to the point where uh, it won't ever happen. It won't get sent. And then you really, really get far behind. Exactly. Exactly. I'm seeing that. As, I'm sorry, just to interrupt, no, no, no. right? Um, I'm seeing this with my clients. That he's, been, he's been our client for three years. He hasn't sent a single campaign. And I, I was talking to him, I was sitting down and, uh, over the lunch, and I was like, what's happening? You're paying us money, but not sending <laughs> campaigns. And that's just ridiculous because he's, he's, it looks at his email list and it's it's not small. I think it's like he's uh, in the service industry is like five thousand customers and he's like yeah, but I don't know where to start. And you know he's, he doesn't even have the data, but he's been procrastinating so long. So imagine how somebody who gets actually started, but then he gets lost and you know what should he op what should he, what what should he optimize or not? What which data should he focus on or which uh, data point? So procrastination is a, is a killer. Uh, I sort of see where he's coming from, though, because for me, it would be like, I haven't done enough research. I want to make sure what I'm sending out is yep. going to be good. But do you think in that situation, it's really it, to the point now where it's like you really just need to send something out and then start A-B testing and just figure out what does and doesn't work? Exactly. Uh, I think the, the, this is an advice that I give even to my team when they start writing copy or something. You know, tr uh, think as you, if you, I would be writing an email to you, Josh, right? Just speak to me, or I would speak to you in a, just on a one-to-one -one basis. So speak to your customers like that, right? Don't write a promotional email that just should perfect. It's not an advertising that will cost you $100,000, right? It's just a simple email to your customer and updating them on your, on your products or something, right? Don't get the, you know, lost there. Just, you know, just speak from the heart. And I think that's the easiest way to start. And then you will see what's the engagement, and then you start improving on the, that data. That's the easiest thing to do. Absolutely. And, and Giannis, what would you say, what's one of your favorite examples uh, of how a company really used 
data to improve their their email marketing um, albeit you know as we're just describing now from the beginning or you know maybe a refined email marketer who really can dig in what, what would you say is, is your one of your favorite examples one of my favorite examples is a um, uh, customer of ours as well as we had for three years and they're in the health and wellness business and they built a list of over 300,000 uh, email subscribers over the last three years and then um, he said just recently that just finally he sat down and looked at his list. Right? He, he's getting good results and everything, but he's, he found gold in his list. Uh, and that was looking at his um, sweet spot for upsales, right? So he was looking actually and optimizing for, there's, there's a new term, right? send time optimization, something that you can do based on a historical data that you are delivering your emails to people, not um, when you think it's the best time, but actually you delivered the email at the time when the people have historically engaged with your emails. That's one. So they have found a sweet spot from their email data to actually do the telemarketing or, or kind of calls um, about the upsell products that they're doing. And then they on that data, they've actually targeted it so deep. So out of 300,000, they have segments of 3,000, maybe up to 5,000 customers that are very specific, starting from gender, age, uh, location, and they have automated pretty much 90% of their email uh, campaigns, or the whole series is automated through the, through our platform. So, and that, you know, but just now, after after three years and actually having that much data, he said, I finally see the value in it that I can go in and look at it. I really want to dive into that 90% that you just mentioned um, in terms of automation. Uh, what would you say, how much your email marketing strategy should be driven by data? Uh, is it something like 90% where you should really have a lot of it automated and a lot of it sort of, uh, you know, functioning uh, as, I guess, automatically? Or should it be something where you're, you're sort of going back and looking um, and being more, I guess, creative with what you're sending out? You should always have an, a welcome series, right? An onboarding series or... A sales education series for your subscribers could it be you know would it be on e-commerce e store it could be any other kind of um, uh, selling like business but um, what you can do is set up a simple automation series and then on the side just running uh, regular campaigns and then you look at the campaigns that are getting the most engagement and then you're uh, improving or updating your series with the content that has actually I've gotten the best response. Um, and then use that automation series as your benchmark, right? And then just optimizing towards uh, against that. So you kind of always have the best content or the best uh, email inside your automation strategy. And then have, uh, and then you're testing against that. And one final question here, Giannis. Uh, looking into 2016, how will the data that marketers have available to them uh, change and how will they use it differently? Or are we, for the most part, going to have a lot of the same information and it's just going to be a matter of optimizing? At least what we, we're focusing in 2016 is bringing more automation features to, um, to the users, uh, our clients, and that's more um, acting on the... Uh, engagement from the customers, right? So this something I uh, mentioned is about send time optimization that, you know, you listen when people actually are opening the emails, trying to deliver, and also reacting on their uh, behavior, right? Have they opened or clicked their emails? Um, have they clicked a particular product uh, instead of just opening an email? 
And um, I think a lot of people will optimize. Um, also, data enrichment is something very interesting. So you have your email addresses, but using the social media and the data that's just uh, you know floating around on the web, you can really get a lot more in-depth information about your users and customers, and use that for even higher, like a, a lot the you know deeper segmentation and targeting of the content um, and uh, your emails. How can our listeners find out more about you and about Mailogen? All right, so just uh, head over to Mailogen.com. Um, it's really exciting time. We're just going through our rebirth phase, and uh, what's going to happen? Yeah, um, it's happening over the next few weeks. There's a, a whole period of celebration. We are actually changing. So you're the first ones to know. So head over to Melgen.com. Leave your email out in the, in the footer and newsletter, and you will get to know as soon as we are launching the new product, the new brand. Something really exciting is coming. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for granting us the first interview. This has been yeah. fantastic and uh, a really, really exciting deep dive into data. Uh, appreciate it, uh, Giannis. Thanks, Josh. Always good to meet you. Yeah, of course. Also, thank you so much to our listeners for following along. To find out more about B2B Nation, including our IT and HR edition, check out our website, technologyadvice.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening.